0: Hey Hope family, welcome to another week of Hope Dailies, and today we are in the book of Esther. Esther is such a good book. It's relatively short, but it packs in a lot of drama to the short story. And we don't get a lot of female protagonists in the Bible, so if that's your thing, then this book is definitely for you. You're probably familiar with the expression, man plans and God laughs. Your familiarity with that is probably both experiential as well as just a head knowledge. You've heard it, but you probably have lived it as well. When Leah and I were on our way to getting married and even shortly into our marriage, we were often asked either directly or indirectly about our plans for kids. We're going to wait about five years so we can do some traveling and just enjoy one another, we would say while God watched on smirking. We were married in June and Leah was pregnant in August. Still not quite sure how that happened. We're waiting on answers, but anyway... We planned and God laughed. Many times over the the past two years of Hope Daily, the topic idea of God's sovereignty and our free will has come up in some form or another. What is the relationship between God's sovereignty, something the Bible is explicit about, and man's free will? The short answer is, I still don't know. But I think Esther is in some ways an answer to this question. There's a relationship between the two. God isn't mentioned by name in the entire book of Esther. And we certainly get plenty of characters who are scheming, yet it all amounts to God's purposes being fulfilled. So let's take a look at our, at the start of our story, reading Esther 1, 1 and then verses 12 through 18. This is what happened during the time of Xerxes, the Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Cush. Picking up actually in verse nine. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, King Xerxes was in high spirits from wine he co- he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him to bring before him Queen Vashti, wearing her royal crown, in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the queen. According to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti? He asked. She was not obeyed. She has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then Memucan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. So King Xerxes has this banquet that lasts a week long. And his queen, Vashti, has a banquet for women that lasts just as long. On the seventh day, while he is drunk from wine and feeling pretty good, he decides to parade his wife around to all of the men in attendance. He sends word that that's his plan, and Queen Vashti refuses, and now he's all in a huff. He's been embarrassed in front of his friends and he has to do something about it. So they end up advising him to remove Vashti as queen and to give her royal position to another who is better than she is. And God used these unusual events to place a Jewish girl in a strategic position to preserve his people from destruction. Already, we see the schemes of man beginning. Xerxes and his royal attendants have a scheme that will keep their women in check, will keep their power secure. And yet, We know that God is using these events ultimately to bring about his glory and his plan. And I would say that what has happened so far in this chapter is not God's will. He did not will for Xerxes to be mean to his wife (laughs) uh, and to be so prideful and arrogant that this was the solution, but God is going to use the choices of King Xerxes to put Esther in position to save her people. And the scheming will continue, but I'm reminded of Daniel's words in Daniel chapter 2 verses 20 through 22. Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. We can scheme and try to get our way. But at the end of the day, the most powerful ruler, the most powerful schemer, the smartest planner is but a pawn in the hand of the king of kings. And so we are wise to take wisdom from God. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Instead of being schemers, let us humble ourselves and follow the path that God has before us.